Gab and Jam, episode 257. And what are we talking about today? All right, today we are doing a master class on how to be a better boss for the DIY rock stars. And what do you mean by a boss in this sense? So okay. are you saying that DIY rock stars are actually putting out, uh, are actually hiring people, putting out job, you know, well, asking for job applications? What, does find <laughs> what, what does this mean? Okay, so weirdly, um, I, well, we realized that yeah. we are on a campaign always to convince others um, that we need to get things done, right? That yeah. we need them to do things for us. Um, and then sometimes we're actually hiring things out um, and we don't want to browbeat or beg someone. So actually learning how to manage people or bring people into your world to get things done with you for you is a special skill. Okay, so we're talking about different situations that you may have. So as a DIY rock star, there are different components that you may not be able to do yourself in order to bring your project to its fruition. So for instance, you may be a DIY rock star who is a vocalist. And so you have different ideas and maybe you have good demos, but you're thinking to yourself, oh man, it'd be nice if I can get a keyboard player to play this part, get a bass player on here, get a guitar player. It'd be nice if I had an engineer. Maybe you might want to go out and rent a studio. But in any of those situations, you may be buying certain skills yes. that you do not yourself possess. Yes. Or, you know, possess within your band, group, whatever yeah. you have. Yeah, right. And, so. and right, because okay. it takes all of that. I know they say right. do it yourself, but really it, it takes more right. than just you. Because sometimes you may need to, you know, you might need someone to master, you might need someone to engineer, mm-hmm. mix, and things like that. However... Once you do that, you now become the boss. And so you have to make sure that you're giving concise instructions to those individuals so that you can make sure that the vision that's in your head comes to its fruition. I love it. You've already started going down our list. So we are introverts, so we understand what it's like for someone who is an artist to try to approach that um, kind of that authoritative role. Right. And so that is kind of the reason that we're sharing these with you because these are the things we've learned over the years. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, um, the first thing is, um, something that you mentioned first was try to employ better. So don't get a rock basis, for instance, to play a jazz part. Maybe listen to the music that they made or that they do before you work with them. And then that way you can ask them for something that is more within their natural skill set. Right. And and sometimes maybe you, you know someone who might be a bass player and have an idea of what you want the bass part to sound like. Okay. I so like that. so meaning that if you if you do have a rock song, go out and listen to, you know, rock songs that are out there that kind of have the feel where you can go to the bass player and say, Hey, look, I kind of want this type of feel, you know? So if, if it starts off simple, if it builds, whatever happens, make sure that you do that. But what you also want to make sure too, is that the song that you're doing can reasonably put that bass player in that frame of mind. So, you know, meaning that, you know, you want the drumming style to be similar. I you, you want, you know, the guitar playing to kind of be similar. Kind of really make sure that it's locking into that same that vibe. musical vibe. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they're not trying to create something 
out of what's not there as far as your song goes. I like that. But but yeah, it, it's it's similar to a situation like if you're mixing, and we're probably gonna hit on that a little bit later. How they always tell you to to go about finding a reference mix. Oh yeah. You know, so that you can kind of A and B and say, okay, this is kind of where I want my song to sound. This is what I want it to sound like. That's kind of what you're looking to do. You want to give that musician, bass player, whatever it is, as good of a blueprint for manifesting what's in your head as you can. Okay, you know, good. especially if it's not, you know, if you're a person that writes music and you can get bass players who write, you know, who, who can read music and things like that, that might make it easier, easier yeah. you know, to at least kind of get closer to the feel that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. Or, or if you're a person that can do that, maybe to go ahead and use like a MIDI baseline to at least kind of give them roughly yeah. the feel of what you're looking for. I like that. And then say, hey, you know, kind of add a little bit from this, you know, the feel from this particular track to kind of beef it up a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like something that. like that. Okay, I like that. All right, so again, employ better. So, you know, pick a person that is in that, that seems like they have that skill that you right. like for your project. The second thing to consider is your objectives first. So a part of being a boss is to not let, a lot of times um, musicians, artists have strong personalities. And part of what you want to do is when you know that you're hiring them to do something is to set the objectives first, not to let, um, you don't mind a little collaboration, but not to let them take over and tell you what you need to do with your song. What your exactly. And that kind of goes back to that other point, too, that you have to realize that sometimes maybe the quote-unquote best musician is not the best musician for your song. So not the best fit. You know, yeah, that, that you know, um, or even just the best musician. I, I think about, like, when I was younger and I was playing bass and I was with these group of guys who I think technically were like light years ahead of me mm-hmm. as far as, you know, their ability to play certain things that I couldn't even touch. And, you know, I, I remember bringing them one of my songs and they they could never get the feel of it, uh, you know, and, and it was simple. It was <laughs> fairly simple song to play. And I would think, oh, this will be really easy. Yeah, for somebody but who has right, skills. Right, had, had the skill set, yeah. but they never could. But a friend of mine who was a drummer who wasn't had, it wasn't as good as this drummer technically, yeah. you know, we would play this song and it just came together like that. Wow. And so it's kind of, you kind of got to have that rapport. You know, you want to have musicians who... Uh, if they don't have, I guess, a liking for the song, mm-hmm. can at least still feel the song. Okay. And and you, that's the thing that you want to make sure that the musician at some on some level has a rapport with the song. Okay. You know they if they if if you know if they're looking down on the song or if they're mm-hmm. if, if, if they're not kind of invested, you might not get the best performance. Okay, so. I like that. All right. So that's number two. Number three. Um, for how to be a better boss as a DIY rock star is put yourself in your quote-unquote employee shoes. And what I mean by that is show respect uh, to them first, um, learn their names as soon as possible, um, figure out what is not likely to work for them, and if appropriate, give a reason why you're doing some of the things that you're doing. Because some of those things help quote-unquote convince people 
to work better for you. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the other part is make sure that you're paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, to do the courtesy if they have, you know, a SoundCloud page or whatever or whatever it is, listen to their music. Make okay. sure that you know where they're coming from. I like that. Don't ask these musicians to be something that is completely different from what they've ever done before. Yeah. You know, don't do that. You know, I mean, it's one thing if, if a musician approaches you mm-hmm. uh, because they heard you and they're like, oh, man, you I know, think I, I think I can do yeah. something with it. Then you guys play and you just kind of really you know, connect. And then later you kind of find out it's really different from what that person has done before. That's yeah. one thing. But if you're going out and you're hiring that person, um, do the courtesy of at least listening to what that person does. Yeah, because that time invested in advance will probably result in a better um, situation as you employ them to do what you need them to do. Mm -hmm. And number four is what you kind of talked about earlier was communicate the vision clearly. So, again, if you can prepare, you know, some of those... um, those what do they call it demo tracks of yeah, demo what, tracks of what you're doing and then maybe a reference um, of what where you want it to be so so the if style. there is somebody out there that's kind of doing something like what you're looking to do yeah. you can say hey look this is this is where I'm looking for this to end up yeah. you know and so I'm looking for a bass line that's kind of like this yes. or a guitar line that's kind of like this keyboards kind of like this this is the you know if, if you're a Sade like singer yeah and you can kind of say hey you know it's I, I know this is a little bit as far as what I'm gonna add might be a little bit different but where I'm looking for you to kind of land at I want you to be in a pocket like this. Yes, yes. You know, and this is this is kind of the vibe that I'm looking for, you know. And you'll probably get a lot better result that way. Right. And that, really, that's the key. You want to get what you want out of it. Yes. And so to be able to prepare the person to deliver that to you is right. really your goal. And, and it's so weird because, you know... Um, Sometimes you do have to give musicians a little bit of room because okay. I'm, I'm reminded about uh, Chuck Rainey uh, when he was talking about Steely Dan. Uh, he had worked on Peg uh, on the Asia record. And the guys in Steely Dan did not want any slap bass on there. Oh, that's right? right. And so on the change part, uh, you know, or I, I think it's the chorus part, you know, and um, he just really felt slap bass for that. So what he did was he kind of turned his back so they wouldn't actually see him doing it (laughs) and played the part. And it worked. It really worked for the song, but, you know... And they loved it, right? Right. They they, they ended up loving it. And, you know, and they did the same thing. They brought in, like, for that guitar part, that the, the guitar solo on Peg, they brought in like seven different guitar players wow. that played different parts, mm. you know, and they finally, the, the last guy that came in, I think the first thing he did, they ended up going with that and yeah. it just really fit the song. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you may need yeah. to work like that yeah. as far as finding stuff, but having that clear vision of what you want and how to go about getting it and even though musicians may come in and give you something good, yeah. that you have to try to stay close and clear with your vision yeah. as far as what you're asking them to do. Yeah. But leave just a little real room for a little magic that they might be able to bring in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. All right. Um, so the next tip is to try to maintain your authority. We kind of yeah. talked a little bit about that yeah. earlier. However, if you are... So never let them think they're your equal, especially if you're paying for something to be done on your track. So we were talking about before about um, producers. You might be calling in a producer, 
And so that seems like that would be the authority figure, but you are the executive producer as the final say for right. your particular record. Yes. So, yeah. So Yeah. And and that can be tricky because, yeah. you know, uh, you know, maybe maybe you do respond to a producer pulling a gun on oh, you. Oh, we were watching the Phil Spector documentary. Right. And he's produce, producing Leonard Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. And, you know, Leonard Cohen is kind of like, hey, I'm kind of done. I, You know, I think I'm going to cut this off again tomorrow, tomorrow, you know. And he put a gun to his head and said, no, you're going to do it tonight. Yeah, Phil Spector put right. a gun to Leonard Cohen. And Leonard Cohen was like, oh, I guess I kind of went with that. Uh, so, yeah. I, so, I, I'm saying this to say that sometimes with producers, it can be a little bit tricky because yeah. producers are trying to get something out of you mm-hmm. that maybe you don't see in yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand for you. And this, again, goes back to this whole clear vision thing that you're talking about. You got to understand when it gets too far for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they seem like they're pushing you in a direction you do not want to go yeah. in. When they seem like they're doing more than helping you to bring your vision out that they are blurring or in some kind of way changing your vision yeah because you ending up with a product that you don't like yeah. and blaming the producer <laughs> serves no work. one no you know because at the end of the day it's on you yeah. and so you know having an excuse at the end doesn't help you yeah so, so having that mindset ahead of time right is is going to be i got i got to stay close to my vision and you know and, and kind of with that part of it that means that if it doesn't work, you got to take the blame for it. Yeah. And you got to look in yourself to say, okay, how do I fix it for the next time? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and that's comforting, believe it or not, because at the end of the day, you can change that. Yeah. But if it's on somebody else, you can never change what somebody else does. Yeah. But you can change you. Yeah. So uh, things like taking care of business. Um, as far as the the publishing and all that, the things publishing, like that. Publishing, yeah, collaborations, all the rest of this kind of stuff, you know, especially if you're asking people to come up with parts. Yeah. You got to be yeah, very careful sure. with that. And yeah. then how things might change out in the, in, in the arrangement. So you put things together, you know, uh, bass player, guitar player, keyboard player, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe once you are kind of arranging things, you start saying, wait a minute. That keyboard part is almost like uh, an important hook of the song. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And and you start relying on that keyboard part. And let's just say you do put the thing out. That keyboard player might be saying, hey, wait a minute. My keyboard part is just as much of the song as anything that you yeah. wrote. You should be giving me a piece of that. Yeah. And so you do want to make sure that you have within your agreements what happens. Yeah, we you talked know, about that. One that of our other episodes yeah, right. is legal documents for DIY Rockstar. Yeah. So I'll put a link. All that stuff. You, you want to make yeah. sure that anytime you're collaborating with people, you definitely want to make sure that you're telling them what they're getting. And yeah. if they're getting a piece of the writing, then you should be paying less for what they're going to contribute. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but if you're, if you're paying them a set dollar amount per hour yeah. you should lock them in that hey everything that you're doing is a work for hire for me yes and it's you know i own it yes you know and i don't want it coming back to me but it's one thing if they're coming in and they're kind of saying hey i'm collaborating on this and i'm getting a piece of this then you know you should be paying them less for what they're doing as far as the music goes and so or another that's paying parts i like that uh, so another part of maintaining authority is make sure you give deadlines because yeah. as you know music a creative process can go on forever. It and can. You want to make sure you give deadlines, and then you want to make sure you check in 
as often as necessary. So that goes back to make sure it's dialed into your yeah. vision, all that stuff, as often as you need to because you're the boss. Yeah, especially if you're collaborating virtually. Um, you definitely want to... No, that, that's, that's, that's key to that because, you know, we can be approaching this as though we're all in the same room. Yeah. You know, but... You could have like, hey, I'm sending this out to the keyboard player. Yeah, that's you true. know, and and they need to have deadlines when you need it back. Yeah. What, what you're expecting. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You need to have that. You need to also understand what happens if you decide not to use it. Now, yeah. if you're just paying them to do it, then you know you may just you still have to pay them for that time because yeah. they actually put the time yes. and effort into it, right? But if it's like this writing credit thing or whatever else that's going on with it then you may need to make sure that you kind of understand what happens if, you know, you end up having to go to another keyboard player and not them so that they understand, hey, that, yeah, I understand that you contributed, but that didn't end up in the product product, so you don't get a writing credit. Yes. You know, so yeah. that, so you need to make sure that all that kind of stuff is mapped out. Yeah, and that you're clear about that. Yeah. All right, so the next tip for being a better boss for DIY Rockstar is make sure you instill confidence. Once you've chosen, hopefully... Um, you can instill confidence in their ability to add to it, uh, to your song, um, by showing them that you're walking the talk. So again, uh, we said things like make sure you care about the work that they do, um, make sure you respect, have them respect your time and then you respect theirs. And then we kind of talked about that, uh, producer versus beat maker. So like beat makers will just give you a beat. And right. then you take that beat and you do something on top of that beat and that's it. You may not really have any type of real connection with a beat maker. Mm -hmm. You know, like a beat maker may have on a site or wherever where you just go through a series of beats and you decide, oh, I, I like that one. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take that beat and I'm going to work with it. Right. And that's that's one thing. A producer is different. Because you could select a beat that you like and still need a producer. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, because a producer may take that beat, may chop it up, you know, may add other things to that beat, may help to produce your vocals, may help to produce your hook, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, or your producer may also be the beat maker. Mm -hmm. So and so that's a possibility, too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes a different way, you know, or, you know... You might not have a beat maker as much as you may have subscribed to Splice. And so right, you may be right. using things on Splice yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So that might be your beat maker. But you still may need a producer yeah. to kind of pull all the stuff together. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like that. So, again, make sure you instill confidence in the person that is doing the work for yeah. you. And and that should be easy if you already like the yes, work that they produce. I was about produce. to say, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so that should be something that makes it very easy. Easy, because you. you shouldn't choose people that you don't no. like what they do, right? Exactly. All right, so number seven for how to be a better boss for the DIY Rockstar is stay open and approachable. So this kind of piggybacks on what you were talking about before. Yeah. Um, as far as leaving them a little bit of room as a musician, but also in a business sense, allow a little flexibility and creativity. Yeah. For the work that's done. Um, let's see, what do I have? Yeah, because even if you have um, agreements and things change, yeah, you can always amend your agreement. Yes. So, so you know, contracts are always amendable, but make sure you amend them. What you yeah. don't want to do is have a contract and then have this other stuff 
that you did not put in the contract that you agreed upon. Right. Right. That that starts to muddy the waters. Yeah. Always or anything that you're agreeing upon should be in writing. Yeah, we were And they should that. just yeah. amend that contract with that other writing. And then that's very simple to do. Yeah, even if it's just writing in the margins, if uh, you yeah. already have an agreement that they've already Yeah, signed. but but just put it on a different piece of paper yeah. and, and say, hey, this, you know, this piece of paper yeah. amends this other piece of paper, paper and it adds these new terms. Okay, I like and that. And there they are. And that's like it. That. That's all you gotta do. All right, also allowing part of staying open and approachable folks to hire or people who you hire to maybe suggest other people. We were talking about that, that if somebody is used to working with uh, a co-writer in a particular capacity, that sometimes they might be able to suggest somebody who would help yeah. with them yeah. make something better for you. So instead of you having to go find another guitar player, if it's a drummer who's who already works with somebody on a regular basis and can contact them, that is a perfect marriage for you right. if it's the sound that you're looking for. Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah. yeah, so even allowing that. Um, so taking suggestions to help make the work better. Mm -hmm. And again, a show that you care about uh, them as people. Maybe you don't go have drinks with them, but try to inject as much joy as you can, even while in a business sense as possible while you're working together. Yeah. No, Not, don't true. crack the whip so hard that, you know, you're yeah. going to buzzkill. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to do that. You know, you never want to be disrespectful, yeah. rude to people. I mean, there's no reason to be that way. Yeah. And so, again, you want to respect people. And, and, and people will defer to you if your vision's clear. Mm -hmm. You know, right. when people stop but deferring to you is when you're asking questions all the time. Well, should I do this? Right. Should I do that? Yeah. When you seem like you're insecure... That gives, you know, that gives permission right. for people to start saying, okay, so you don't know what you're doing with this, right. so I'm going to jump in and do this. And it's people's natural born instincts to do that. Yeah. And, and you can't get upset with them yeah. for reacting that way. You want to close that door, then that goes back to what we are saying earlier about having a clear vision. Yeah. Have a clear vision, stick to your vision, stick to what you believe in. Don't question yourself around those group of people. Question yourselves around somebody else, mm -hmm. but not that group of people. And I was about to say, another option, instead of saying, should I do this, right. is say, do it this way and this way. Hey, right. let's, yeah. let, let's do it that way, and then let's do and it let's this add, way. Let's add the, yeah, and different then that things, way, right. there are two different options, right. and that they don't have to know about your indecision. They just know that there are you right. left room for options. And, and, and that's different. You know, it's different. You're not necessarily being less indecisive. Mm -hmm. If you kind of decide, okay, you know, if the guy, if, if you know, a player says, hey, you know, let me try this keyboard line. Okay, give it a shot. Yeah. You know, especially nowadays, you know, most DAWs, you know, digital audio workstations have unlimited tracks. tracks yes. You know, so right. take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, you know, do multiple takes of stuff. Yeah. You know, take advantage of all those types of things because now you're not dealing with tape. Yeah, you know, none yeah, of this mean. stuff never has to be, you know, destructible. So let them riff a little bit. Let them do this a little bit. Then you know, make sure you get within those takes that thing that's in your head. Yeah. So that yeah. make sure yeah, that's like there. That. You know, make sure that's locked in. Yeah. But you know, if they want to riff, they can riff. You know, but always kind of go back and say, okay, wait a minute, but. I need you to capture this yes, like right, this. Yes. You know, even if you got to hum it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. There's nothing wrong with that. 
All right. Um, the next tip for being a boss as a DIY rock star is allow folks to thrive in their skill set. This kind of goes back to what we talked about in number one. Yeah. But if you notice someone, sometimes you don't know what their talent is, but as you work with them, you discover. If you notice that they have this additional uh, skill set, then this is a great time to add that to whatever the 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 piece of work, the craft that you're making right. um, in there. And we kind of talked about that. So make sure you amend um, the terms after, but go ahead and let them thrive in that skill set. Maybe they actually, they're hired to be, um, they're hired to be a guitar player, but maybe you see that they're really good right. at producing. Like, okay, maybe let me let them take the production on these couple tracks, you know, so that you can capture whatever that magic is that they're bringing to the project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes you don't know, again, you hired them to be a guitar player and you're yeah. like, but you seem to be really adept at, you know, putting these pieces together. It's like, Oh wow. There's something special about what you're doing with that. So yeah. And, and especially if you're doing things remotely, uh, make sure you kind of specify how you want tracks to be cut. So, you know, do you want them to add compression oh, to what like they're that. printing? Okay. Do you want them to echo all the rest of this kind of stuff? Do you want to do that, or do you want to do you want to say, "Hey, look, cut me one like you know with your compression and all the rest of that stuff. Do me one like that. Then do me one that's clean. Yeah. You know yeah. that has so nothing that on it. So that yeah, if I once I'm mixing, I can go ahead and process it the way I want to process it. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you are dealing with someone. You know exactly. You know, especially guitar players and things like that. Do you want them to cut it direct? Do you want them to use an amp? Do you want, you know, same thing, bass player, whatever else? What do you want them to do? How how vanilla do you want the quote unquote, you know, effects processing mm-hmm. to be? I like that. You know, yeah. so make sure you kind of specify that, you know, that yeah. they they understand. All right, I like that. So the next tip is for how to be a better boss as DIY rock star is to adjust the fit, the role that you need to take to get results. Some folks do need to be browbeat and you will realize that as you work with them and you can see that if you don't constantly, I know we said don't treat them poorly, but if you don't constantly put some people back on track, again, they will derail you. They will disrespect you. All that stuff. Whereas if you constantly, I guess it's knowing their love language. Yeah. How to get the most out or the best out of that particular player. Right. Part of that, maybe you might have to adjust your role. Instead of good cop, you might have to become bad cop. And understand, too, if you're uncomfortable with that, that's not the right person for you. Yeah. You know, and that's the other part is that that's where kind of getting it, you know, and and, and that's the other part that you, you probably won't get the opportunity to know. So meaning that. You may have listened to what this person does, may like what they do, but you've never, quote unquote, worked, worked with, with this them. person. Yes. And sometimes once you work with this person, you that's realize, all different. Yes. Thing. You know, I, you know, do they use substances? Do they do yeah. they, you know, all kinds of different oh things goodness. that that you may not know about. And so that's where if you can get people with references, yeah. it's helpful. And that's yeah. that's where we get to this other part. That sometimes maybe this person is optimal. It's like, oh, wow, this guy is really, really great. Right. They had this other guy that's, he's okay, but very reliable. Very right. this, very that. You may want to say, okay, I'm going to go with the reliable person. person yeah. I think I can get some good takes out of this person, especially nowadays. Because yeah. now, you know, we can do these composite um, tracks. Yeah. You know, you can get, you know, a good performance out of someone, you know, with multiple takes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's kind of thing to think about. People used to love James Jameson 
but he had a substance abuse problem. Oh, sometimes good. he wouldn't show up and all the rest of this kind of stuff. So you had to go to other bass players, yeah. you know, to get that Jamerson feel. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's that's something that you have to think about. If yeah. that's what you got, then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be difficult, right? Yeah. Because in the end, it's important that you get your money's worth, especially if you're paying your as a DIY rock star. Your money, I'm sure, is hard earned money. Right. If, you, if you're like us, you you work a day job, and all this money is money that you have worked hard to get, so you don't want to waste it, and you want to get your vision. I guess um, you want it to come to fruition. And so, hopefully, these tips were helpful in helping you learn to manage. The responsibility. It's a responsibility. But it's a good responsibility. So what do you guys think? What do we leave out? What could you do as a DIY rock star to manage or be the boss better? Please drop it in the comments below. And what else? Sugar Fit, you can stream it everywhere. If you want to get CD, you can get it from CD Baby. I think you can get it from Bandcamp too. Yeah. So um, anyway, streaming everywhere. And we also have ringtones. That's right. Make sure you check out the link below. Also coming up is our Podmas 2022. We're going to be talking about minimalism and the DIY Rockstar. So please stay tuned to check that out. Make sure you subscribe. If you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Yay.